This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senior. Where are we? Oh, yeah, it's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah! Talks with North Korea. Fathead. Talks with North Korea. Fathead is our general manager. Our general manager. Kim Jong-un du-twa. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, I just saw this headline. Tech is turning millennials into a generation of hunchbacks. Oh, no. We'll have live team coverage of that. Generation of hunchbacks. That explains them flocking toward Notre Dame Cathedral, where the hunchback is most comfortable. <laughs> of course, the controversial Bachelor finale that I've had to read about because it ended at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I wasn't going to stay up till 11. Yes, I uh, mentioned yesterday, I proposed to my wife in about five minutes, and uh, things have worked out great. So stretching it to three hours, hard to imagine why. Well, you weren't madly in love with two people at right. the same time. Right, that would have complicated it. Which nobody ever brings up is not normal. Normal people don't ever do that. They're never madly in love with two people at the same time, yeah. trying to decide which one to marry. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Generally, you cut one of them off before uh, you get to the marrying part. God, him talking with his dad, the race car driver, um, and his dad trying to, you know, trying to not say that. Well, yeah, this is a tough decision. Yeah, I can I can see how it would be. I mean, it's it's not a, it's not a usual thing. <laughs> You'd be saying to your son, "Dude, right. <laughs> normally you're not choosing between two houses on the day of closing, for instance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or two jobs on the day you have to decide." It's just, you know. Anyway, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. As you can tell, my eyes are a little bloodshot. I just stopped crying from the bachelor about an hour right. ago. Gotcha. Oh, my. I'm so sorry, Michael. <laughs> stop crying. Hanson, hold him. Can't you see he's hurting? <laughs> but I haven't followed the bachelor that much. So, is the bachelor, is he a race car driver this yeah. year? Yeah, his dad was an Indy 500 winner. See, it would have been funnier if... Uh, he's basically a rich kid who likes to drive around cars on a racetrack. He doesn't seem to have any particular... See, I would have liked for it. It just... I would have liked it better instead of uh, grabbing a rose at the end. He just pours milk all over himself like you do on the Indy Five Hundred. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He didn't reveal he was gay at the end, which I was kind of thinking he would, but he did not. So he. Oh, uh... he'll reveal it on the wedding night. <laughs> but when he walks in the room, he says hi all the time. I mean, that's just the way he talks. And it's oh just, boy, mm. Mm. I don't know any straight guys who talk that way. <laughs> hey, 
day. All the time. That sort of thing. But fine. Whatever. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, and it seems that you guys are making a concerted effort to talk Nunberg, but I feel like we should bring up Sumberg, and we might even be able to have some Funberg with it. If we talk about it 2,000 times, that makes it a Tunberg. Excellent. That's all I have. That's pretty good, though. Wow. That might be all you have, but it was pretty good. I suggest in about an hour and a half you do it again. Will do. Because that's pretty good. Cable news went berserk yesterday for roughly a cup of coffee. Over a dude you've never heard of. Yes. But he was entertaining. For reasons yes. that are admittedly rather funny. And but we'll play clips for you. Yeah. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. we got a couple of celebrity birthdays for today. First off, marketing consultant and celebrity escort, Stedman Graham, Oprah's longtime boyfriend, hits 67. Stedman's net worth, $10 million. I mentioned he's a marketing consultant in Chicago. Well, wow. he's your first man. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's, he's worth ten million dollars, but yeah. he's attached to the at the hip with Oprah Winfrey. So yes, imagine yes, his lifestyle yes. is beyond that. Oprah, make an honest man of him. Why do you string him along like that? Why does she? I don't know. They yeah, uh, they were going to get hitched back in nineteen ninety two, but they decided to just go for a spiritual relationship or okay. some, something along those lines. We don't need the government involved in our love, man. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> And Shaquille O'Neal, basketball player, businessman, and the biggest person I have ever met, 46 years old, Shaq's net worth at least $400 million. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Endorsements. Yes. Wow. Those cruise ship ads are hilarious. My, yes, kids, are. my kids really like that. He's Pool! A, married! He's a partial owner in an NBA team as well. He's got a, he's got a lot of different yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, happy birthday, Shaq. He's a funny dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, March 6th, the year 2018. Keeping you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin backing down the lane with no offensive fouls called on us for our entire career. <laughs> Stepping over the line when we make free throws and exactly. nobody cares. Just knocking people out of the way willy-nilly in front of the apparently visually handicapped referees, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. Talking to you. Yeah. I have smelled alcohol in your breath. Well, I, I have not had a drink. You haven't had a drink, so that's no. not... No. Anything else? No. 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 Besides my meds. Okay. Antidepressants, is that okay? There you go! There's Dunberg, is that his name? Yes, indeed. Spent the day on the cable news shows, yeah. going from one cable news show to another in New York and getting weirder as the day went on. He's an obscure campaign aide of some sort... And and Mueller gave him a subpoena, and he said, F that, I'm not going. Well, and he said Trump did something. He said that at one point in one of the shows. Mm. He said, I think Trump probably did something. Right. But I don't know what. Right. Well, then how do you know he did something? And then Aaron Burnett on CNN <laughs> yeah. said, I smell booze. No, 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 no. Just antidepressants. Burp. Right. So we'll play some of the highlights of that. See, I thought that tape was actually The Bachelor. When it started. <laughs> Like what's the deal? Hilarious. Glass of wine. What are the other? (laughs) What are the other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, North Korea blinks in the nuke standoff. No, they didn't. We got a new (laughs) twist in one of the most bizarre and crazy days in the Russia investigation, and Amazon's getting into banking. Coming up, six thirty-five. Armstrong and Getty. We will have some Berg. We'll maybe even have some Funberg. If we have a whole lot of it, it'll be a Tunberg. Absolutely, a Tunberg of Funberg. (laughs) Yes. Uh, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's all right. Mm. Yeah. It's okay? I've been, I've been accused of a crime against the language. 
And frankly, I am shocked. I am outraged that you people would turn on me like the snarling dogs you are. Stay tuned for something that's just okay, according to Joe. Yeah, at best. Boy, this is something. <clears throat> we actually have a really good guest at 704. If you're a parent, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to it. We'll explain to you what that is coming up in a minute on the Armstrong This is CNET. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. If you change nothing... The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, it does, Getty. Yes, it does. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how you doing? Getty with D's over there singing. I'm Getty with T's. Mailback. Oh, you know what? Uh, we ought to mention this. Jack alluded to it seconds ago. Jancy Thompson, former Olympic hopeful swimmer that we talked to well, a few days ago about her sexual abuse at the hands of her coach. It's rampant in swimming, just like gymnastics, just like in volleyball, as it turns out. And what's the first thing you think? As a parent, I got little kids. You think, am I going to put my kids in sports or, or what? How can I prevent this from happening to my children? Right. Uh, and so uh, that's what we're going to talk to her about this time. Um, I want to hear that. Her specific advice for folks, so stay with us. huh? Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Sharon. Good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> uh, just want to let people know if they're unable to get radio reception where they live, that the ex- the Echo from Amazon is the perfect solution. Ask Alexa to tune you in. You know, I'm not sure if she's asking for the specific like uh, local affiliate we're on or... Or of course, you can ask uh, Alexa to tune in any radio station in America. I think, and she'll find it. Can you just say, happy. "Alexa, play the Armstrong and Getty show"? I don't think so. I'll have to try it. To um, I think you might be drive. able to find podcasts that way, but I don't know. If only I knew, I'd tell everybody. But you know what? Uh, do your best to figure it out. See, we're in the same building as a popular country radio station that my son and his friends really like, and they were all super excited when I told them I know some of the people on that. Country radio station. <laughs> what? You do? I am on the radio. It's how I make the house payment <clears throat> to keep rain off of his head. He has no interest in that whatsoever. But I know some of the people over on the country radio station, and that's very exciting for him and his friends. <laughs> well, and frankly, in terms of status, the people at the country station aren't even allowed to talk to us. I mock that, but if my seven-year-old were really into AM talk radio, I would be disturbed. <laughs> Moving along. Greetings, Jack and Joe from Ventura, California. I've uh, been listening to the show for quite some time. Uh, appreciate that. Anyway, drove to the local beach to check out the surf the other day as I walked the shoreline. I saw that the uh, tide was way too high for that break and was drowning out the waves. I uh, thought to myself, the tide is too damn high. <laughs> That's funny. The rent is too damn high. I get a chuckle out of it every time. Thank you both for being the beacons of reason in this godforsaken land. Uh, that's uh, Fagafy Joel. It's not easy to be in the BOR, but you got to do it. I just watched on the Fox News. Rand Paul was on there saying he's along with some other Republicans that think we need another special counsel to investigate the FISA warrant abuse possibility. Rand Paul thinks that. Okay. He said he's not on board with that yet, but he's he understands 
the Republicans who do want to do that. His right. concern is, he said, these special counsels get too much power. You worried about FISA oh, having too much God, power. Yeah. These special counsels have too much power, and it's possible now that Mueller's investigating Trump's entire financial life, completely unrelated to... And everybody who Trump's ever met or talked to or worked with as well. Completely unrelated to Russia collusion or whatever. Right. If you see the marching orders for the special counsel, it's to investigate any possible collusion by uh, the Russian government with the Trump uh, campaign and or any other matters that are uncovered during the course of the investigation. Well, I've asked various people this, and the answers aren't always the same. But as a cop, well, for Mueller, if he comes across a crime of any kind, is he required to pursue that? Or can he just turn a blind eye? I mean, if it becomes clear to him that, uh, you know, uh, Trump rolls back the mileage on all his vehicles, can he just say, well, that's whatever, that's not my thing? Or does he have to go... After no, that. he doesn't have to. Does he have to report it to no, somebody? No, if he came across, you know, every conceivable bit of malfeasance, no, I think that's the prosecutorial judgment, whether it's a waste of time and money. Okay. I liked your example, though. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, if it, it, right, okay. If it turns out, you know, Trump, uh, I don't know, takes a swig of milk, then tries to return it at the grocery <laughs> store. I don't think Mueller's going to pursue that. All right, we got to get to the, okay. the harsh and unfair accusations against me. But first, a couple more charming notes. Uh, quick shout-out to Jack, writes Andrew. A few years ago, I re- recall him telling the tale of having a dance party with the boys. Apparently, the song Shake Your Booty was a huge hit with them. Shake, shake, shake. Well, at that time, my first daughter was still a baby, so I made a mental note for the future. Uh, past Saturday, instead of wasting my time with the Oxers, um, they were on Sunday, so you really would have wasted your time. I cashed in on Jack's pro tip, and it was awesome. My daughter, now four, shrieking with glee, as was my two-year-old son and one-year-old daughter. Yes, I have the Joe Getty Kids starter pack. Thanks for the tip. Looking forward to rainbow chasing and tickle car wash in the future. <laughs> tickle car wash, that's right. Uh, yeah. Boy, kids like the classic disco. They really do. Hmm. Oh, and then uh, then he says my tweet about Let It Go was hilarious. I'm glad you enjoyed that. That's funny. I wasn't sure how many people would like that. It was a very Groucho Marxian joke. Uh, I'm a Groucho Marxist. Uh, the Fitbit on your son's uh, friend, his wrist. Fitbit on the boy's wrist might be a good idea, but during adolescence, mom might want to reconsider. Not sure how naive this woman is, but she might wonder if little Timmy is doing jumping jacks every night in his room. Oh, good <laughs> oh, Lord. God. You know, Drew, there's no... there's no. We try to cut a highbrow, you know, path here. Masturbatory humor does not fall into the category of highbrow. Right, for anybody who missed it. That's right. Uh, uh, I, have I just been, wanted to use that word. I am, and, and well used. I have been accused by several people, including Gabe, of uh, an egregious, a terrible, uh, an inexcusable, yeah, no. Uh, I don't believe it. Uh, if it, 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 it did occur, I'm sure there is a reasonable explanation for it. But we have procured the recording of it, and we'll play it for you now. Positive Sean, anything we should know, or just play it? I'll let the tape, tape speak for itself. Will you be representing? They give you three times, and what happens is the people don't want to waste their their time of getting the shot. So your friends might try to resuscitate you for quite a while before they they call the paramedics because you only get three of those shots. Yeah, well, that's yeah, well, yeah. People are idiots. You're was, you're an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot. Every all you people who wrote in are idiots. Multiple people. It's better if you oh, call really? them idiots. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh you, really? You, you freaking morons! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's too harsh. We got hit on Twitter on this. There were emails about this. Multiple people 
heard something that did not freaking wow. happen. I was ready. Better headphones. I was ready to drop the yeah, no hammer, but that's not even close. No. Not even close. You guys are so thirsty for some sort of controversy here, proving how smart you are over your favorite radio By host. putting somebody else down yeah. who is, in this case, completely innocent. Yeah. Like a newborn baby innocent. And there you are. Oh, cast a, like you're an internet troll. Like a YouTube video commenter. Calling somebody else short does not make you tall, sir. Mm. Nice. Nice. Nice fake outrage, Sean. Well done. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, I like this one. This is from a beautiful Boise, Idaho. We already have a national show. We're excited to uh, have an excuse to miss the Oscars, our season tickets to the Broadway in Boise series. Uh, Missed the celebrity lectures and virtue signaling? Yes, please. Instead, my husband and I saw the charming Kinky Boots. You familiar with that show? Uh, yeah. Uh, found ourselves surrounded by the wokest of the woke. Awkward yet uproarious laughter and cheers whenever the main character, Lola, a transvestite and drag queen, so much as entered the stage. And when she dropped a clever line or finger snap, finger snap whoa, the 2,000-plus audience was one big, look, we're not racist or transphobic in our Idaho college town and capital city, virtue signal. The show was good. The audience was groveling, embarrassing, and trying way too hard. Tiffany Fag from day one. Fagdo. Now listening to the podcast in Idaho. Hmm. Fabulous. And finally, oh, it's another transgender uh, comment. Al Anonymous writes, uh, long-time listener, first-time typer, recent transplant to Texas, a text-gender. You mentioned school shooters were unhappy and thought that this was a way of starting over. Yeah, probably ought to reset that thought because it's a pretty good one. Anyway, yeah, they're looking for transcendence. They're looking for a, a, a new life. They want to be like other people. And and they're too dumb or young to understand that what they're doing is ruining their life. They're not restarting it. Well, I've been thinking about the rise in transgendered people and how many of them were just unhappy in their lives and think this change will fix all of their problems. Can't help but feel this fits in with the overall emptiness that people are feeling and a strong desire to fill that hole in their lives. Once they make the transition, find out nothing's changed, could this be why so many commit suicide? Yeah, it's possible. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. What was that term you hit us with um, from the uh, the world of AA? Doing it geographic. Right, yeah. I, I fight that in myself all the time, um, trying to solve problems by going to another place what's well, a perfectly everybody does it to a certain extent mm-hmm. and you try to resist it that if i if i move there or get a different house or get a different car or buy these shoes or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to make me feel good and anyway, what's amazing is we do it a thousand times in our lives with no success yeah and keep trying it i have personally known two people who are certain they were transgender then decided, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm just unhappy. Precisely as described there. Interesting. I'm not saying it applies to everybody. No, How the hell would I know that? No. Uh, but it's absolutely uh, something that happens. Hmm. I've known a couple of people who uh, who tried being gay for a while with that same... I'm going to try result. a lot of things before I try well, that. girls. No, uh, I don't think guys have done that. Uh, you know, this is a great groove... And great advice. (laughs) Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
At the beginning, every very night of The Bachelor, the host comes out and says, Hello, Bachelor Nation, which I find <laughs> so cheesy. That's great. But, uh, <laughs> says the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Bachelor Nation. There's a new book out called Bachelor Nation that claims the producers figure out the women's cycles and like really get the cameras in their face during their lady time because they know they can get them to cry oh over anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got to get that author on. Oh, my God. That's Dirty Pool. Yeah. Uh, let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is tweeting, we'll see what happens to reports that North Korea is willing to discuss giving up nuclear weapons. South Korea envoys saying that North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, is willing to begin negotiations with the U.S. on abandoning its nuclear weapons program. After which it will abandon the promises it made. Back to you. wonder why he's doing this now. South Korean officials in Pyongyang this week for their rare meeting with Kim himself in a statement from the South said the North seems to be willing to denuclearize if its security can be guaranteed. It's always possible that, you know, the Chinese got in his ear and said, look, the jig is up. We we can't keep slipping your oil through the back door and you got to get rid of your nukes. I wonder. It's possible. I think the uh, the safe bet, the favorite is this just continues the cycle of belligerence, then accommodation. Mm. And soon we'll be back, back to belligerence. And, but the, remember, he buys himself not just, you know, months, but years during his cycles of accommodation. Right. Where he uh, where he agrees to talks and talks go on for nine months and then there's a four month ratification period and then he lives under the agreement uh, by which I mean he cheats like crazy until everybody figures that out five years later and he's leapt ahead. I mean, a guess what? You don't want war. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, a guy who's done it as many times as Owen, well, and his papa and grandpapa. I mean, why would you yeah. think anything else? Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I'll be thrilled. On another matter, the president is denying the White House is in chaos. Trump took to Twitter this morning and wrote, Wrong! People will always come and go, and I want strong dialogue before making a final decision. I still have some people that I want to change. Always seeking perfection. There is no chaos, only great energy. That from President Trump this morning. Meanwhile, we had a new twist after what was one of the most bizarre days in the Russia investigation. A story that played out on several cable news shows over the course of the day. Mr. Mueller, if he wants to send me to jail, he can send me to jail, and then I'll laugh. Former Trump campaign aide Sam Nunberg, who only served in the Trump team for a few months in 2015, insisting he'll ignore the subpoena from special counsel Mueller to appear before a grand jury. I'm not going to spend 80 hours because a bunch of FBI agents and a bunch of U.S. attorneys want me to harass me. In addition to repeatedly complaining about the subpoena, Nunberg also lashed out at Trump and his campaign and said in one interview he thinks Mueller may already have incriminating evidence against Trump. I think they may. I think that he may have done something during the election, but I don't know that. And during his interview with CNN's Aaron Burnett, she reached out to an ally of Trump's, given the explosive comments he'd been making to different TV hosts, who said Nunberg was either drunk or off his meds. The CNN host then said to him, I have smelled alcohol in your breath. Well, I I have not had a drink. You haven't had a drink, so that's not... No. So I I just, because it is the talk out there, again, I know it's awkward, let me just give you the question so you can categorically uh, answer No, you haven't had a drink today? My answer is no, I have not. Anything else? No. No. Yeah, I smoked some crack. Besides my meds. Okay. Antidepressants, is that okay? 
That's a good lawyer answer. My answer, my answer is no. Yes. <laughs> Somebody asked me something, I'll say that. My answer is no. <laughs> by, by the end of the evening. After, the, the, that doesn't match the facts, right. but yeah. the answer I'm giving you is no. By the end of the evening, Nunberg finally telling the network, I would be willing to go in for testimony. There you go. So, okay, so he would go in. Uh, this guy is clearly, he's 36 years old. He was part of the Trump campaign for a few months way, way early. He's obviously one of those guys, I, I think he probably has a, some sort of bipolar situation because he's been a super achiever at times, but he's on the antidepressants and he's, he's barking, barking his defiance yesterday for most of the day. Then come the evening, he says, yeah, I'd probably go in. Come on. Much like the glacial formations of a similar name, I think we've only got about 10% of the story. Back to you, Jack. Wow. We can only see the tip of the Nunberg. So, John, Back to you. John Howman was on MSNBC yeah. last night, and he said, yeah. I've been interviewing this guy for 20 years. That's the way he talks. He doesn't have to be drunk to talk like that. That's mm. just that's the way he's always been. He's been interviewing him since he was 16? <laughs> That's what he said. That's surprising. Um, yeah, he. well, we can do more on him later or not more on him later. Hmm. Got a new report out. Amazon wants to offer checking accounts. The Wall Street Journal is reporting the company is in talks with a number of large banks regarding offering Amazon-branded checking accounts. Amazon already offers a Prime uh, Rewards Visa card in connection with uh, Chase Bank. Amazon is going to become the nation's company store. Mm-hmm. You'll keep mm-hmm. your money there. You'll buy your stuff there. So many people will work for Amazon because they're the biggest company in the world. Right. You'll call Jeff Bezos and say, my wife and I aren't getting along. Is there anything you can suggest for me? And he'll send you a couple of pills, a couple of books, and the name of a counselor. There you go. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Marshall, you didn't... Oh, sorry, Squawky. That's the voice of freedom right there. It is. The eagle. Yeah, we keep mention- a bald eagle tied up in the uh, in Michael's little room over there to symbolize Gee, how, what to symbolize freedom. No, he flies free range. Right. He's, uh, we got him at he's the end of He's got a chain around his ankle. He's on a little <laughs> oh thing over there. God. Yeah, he's like a 1968 zoo. <laughs> you should see all the droppings in here. That is uh, really right. sick. He's the symbol of freedom. <laughs> hey, Marshall, you didn't mention the passing of the great uh, Russ Solomon, the founder of Tower Records. Founder of Tower Records. World yep. famous uh, record uh, seller and lover of music and the rest of it. He passed drinking whiskey watching the oscars yes the oscars killed yes. him is what happened almost killed me well I, he was making some comments about well what somebody was wearing and he asked his wife for more whiskey she went to get him some more whiskey she came back and he'd passed mm. wow that's the way wow. to go yeah the first music i ever bought was from a tower Records. there you go yeah many people can say that all over the country yeah, yeah. yeah he was a guy who just loved 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 music and uh, and a really nice guy too i had mm-hmm. the opportunity to meet him a few times but um, yeah, the Oscars made me want to not be alive at times. <laughs> and so the ratings, uh, the ratings are finally out. Like twenty-eight million people watched. Is that what I saw? Is that correct? Well, I know it's down twenty percent. One person out of five who watched in twenty seventeen said, "To hell with this, yeah. I'm out." That's amazing. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. Over a hundred million still watching the Super Bowl, so you're looking at the twenty-eight million in Glenburger. Well, well, yeah, twenty-eight million is just a a, a a decent hit show fifteen years ago, but it's hard to get everybody to watch something now, and they're making it more difficult every single year. Uh, yeah, anyway. 
Things come, things go. People don't want to spend an entire Sunday evening watching a bunch of self-satisfied pricks tell them how they're better than them? Why? (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So we talked to a swimmer the other day who, as a young woman, was treated like a sex object by her coach, and apparently that was something that was happening all over the country with USA Swimming, and they knew it, and they moved these people around so they could keep doing it. And they're scumbags, and I hope they die. Covered for them actively. Um, but, uh, she told us her story, but we didn't get to the part, I guess she really wanted to tell us was, how do you keep this from happening to your kids? Which I'd really like to hear. So we're going to have her on again here in a few minutes. Yep. Jancy Thompson joining us in a couple. Stay with us, won't you? So you got a job with, uh, Apple. You're, uh, you're tapping away on your keyboard. You're designing the next iPhone or what have you. You really don't expect to have your head split open on a regular basis at your workplace. The glass walls at Apple's new spaceship building in Cupertino. Beautiful, yeah. striking, striking bit of oh, architecture. One of the most amazing buildings on the planet. Well, right, but uh, the problem is... As it should be with the most valuable company on the planet. They got glass walls and automatic glass doors. And nobody can tell which is which, and they keep walking into the walls and splitting their heads open. Mm. They got Charlie Rose's contractor doing doing the buildings there. Yeah, they so. want sight lines to every. <laughs> Start making see you take a yeah. shower. Hey, uh, that was if Steve Jobs had lived, that was his plan. He was going to take <laughs> lots of showers and ask people if they saw him. Now, so uh, the uh, there are a number of news outlets covering this very funny story in which the world's leader in technology, uh, well, and Steve Jobs was part of the design team. The world leader in technology can't figure out that people are going to smash their faces if they can't figure out what's a glass wall and what's an opening. Um, but so the uh, the headline of the day, though, credit San Francisco Chironicle House of Pain, P-A-N-E. I like it. Apple was warned of glass danger. You know, Apple was warned. You know, it's going to be hard for people to see the door. Eh, that was the warning. Did you, <laughs> and the reaction. Well, no, have, no, no. It's way funnier. Oh, than that. It, do you have the high tech solution that they're using? Stand by. Okay. Um, so I will tell you this. Once in my teenage years. I was trapped in a car where a couple of people I barely know may have smoked a bit of the marijuanas. And you were unable to get out of the car. I tried desperately. I begged them to let me out. But I believe some of its evil intoxicating effects may have reached into my bloodstream. And there we went to the Sears Tower in Chicago for the longest time, the tallest building in the world, and decided in the state that those drug fiends were in, and I was accidentally in, that... It might be fun to go up to the observation deck at the very top of it and look at the lights of the city. I have been there as a decent human being. I was sober, but I have been there. Well, the uh, sober from marijuana. I'm sure I was drunk. The the, uh, (laughs) we uh, so uh, the evidently the design engineers who 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 designed the uh, the lobby downstairs where you paid a dollar or whatever it was and got on the super high-speed elevators that made your stomach feel like it was falling out. They had the same design team as Apple Park because they had glass walls and then glass doors that you were open. And in the state that my fiend friends had accidentally put me into, I mistook one of the glass walls for one of the openings and walked into it at full effing speed. 
in front of at least 50 onlookers. <laughs> oh, God, if it had been back in the day, they'd have had a video of it. It'd oh, still be God. on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> I'd be famous. <laughs> I'd be doing commercials. Hi, I'm walked into glass guy for <laughs> Nike shoes. Uh, yeah, damn it. Anyway, so where were we? Ah, yes. When Albert Salvador, Cupertino's building official, visited Apple's new spaceship building last year as part of the usually obnoxious and unnecessary uh, code enforcement teams, he said, you know, I'm kind of concerned people are going to walk into the cafeteria's glass walls because you can't really tell them from the clear automatic doors. And uh, the contractor assured him, that's eh, it's not really an issue, blah, blah, blah. Moments later, the contractor himself walked straight into a glass wall. And he would not be the last. Just in the last week, I guess, three people have suffered head injuries. A middle-aged man who hit his head so hard, he was bleeding from his eyebrow and expected to have stitches. Then a couple days later, somebody did exactly the same thing. Evidently, uh, your eyebrow is the most common contact point. I would walk slower in that environment. Well, you think you're walking through a door. I'd feel my way around like (laughs) <laughs> he's half in a crouch as if he's walking around in the dark <laughs> playing hide and go seek with the lights off yeah and so they've gone with a, a, a solution a temporary solution to uh, to limit the head splittings and it's the same solution I've gone with to keep dogs and drummers from walking through my screen doors because dogs see a squirrel and they're in a hurry and drummers, well, anybody who's ever played any music doesn't need to know hear about drummers. They are the only two living creatures that don't notice the screen door is closed, and they just barge through it and wreck it. So Judy and I have placed stickers and or little, like, emblem things on the screen at dog eye view so the dog doesn't charge into it. And that's what they're doing in Apple. They're, they're putting up uh, stickers, essentially. I just took my screen door off. Rectangular black stickers. I took it off last year. I just gave up. I was tired of uh, fixing it or replacing it. Kids, dogs, whatever, going right on through it. I just thought, I'll I'll take it off until everybody's a little older. (laughs) And I'll put it back on again. I understand completely. (laughs) It's just so maddening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, at one point, we had those invisible screens. Those, you know, where they, they like, retract into Mm -hmm. the little tube thing. Love them. Love them. Swear by them. The guy was coming, because oh, they, they'll repair them for free. That's part of the appeal, because they're not cheap. Uh, the guy was coming so often, uh, over so often, we became like friends. We were first-name basis. He just, hell, he might as well have swung by once a week just to see who'd crashed into the thing. But anyway, nice job. So is that Apple <laughs> oh. building Is that Apple building built in such a way that you can see, like, way far away through a whole bunch of offices? That'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's super, super open. I guess Jobs thought it would uh, lend itself to team building and, and vision. Would that, vision of all sorts. Would that be the result, or would you feel like, I don't know, just popping over the intercom, hey, back to work, I see you. <laughs> it would be kind of weird when we're, we're in our in office. Quadrant three, what are you doing? <laughs> it would be kind of weird when we're in our office, because like we are, we're in the office, sometimes we have the door shut, we're talking about things that not everybody needs to hear, and right. not everybody even needs to know who's <laughs> in there with the door shut. And it would be weird if everybody could see that all the time. For every for everybody's cubicle office, whatever. Yeah, that would yeah. just be kind of a weird feeling. I don't know what it would be like. I don't know, honestly, if I'd like it or hate it. What percentage of people share that belief that we need to have open spaces and no walls for team building? Because those who believe it, believe it fervently. I, I've mentioned this years ago. The high school I went to, uh, Mighty Westmont, Westmont, Illinois, go Sentinels, um, was designed during this craze of that in the 70s. 
No, to, to, to foster a more conducive learning atmosphere where ideas are traded and blah, blah, blah. I'm probably stoned as I'm saying this. There were only like half walls and then blackboards between all the classrooms. It wasn't like closed rooms with closed doors and, any, and, and like that. And the result was it was cacophonous. If any classroom was like having a discussion or was doing something where it was loose so the kids could talk or whatever, it just echoed all over the place. And if somebody said something above a a conversational tone of voice, you'd hear it three classrooms over. It was a stupid effing idea. But, you know. Well, for the workplace or the school, it's probably just like the breakdown of everything between extroverts and introverts. Extroverts probably love it and introverts probably hate it. Right, right. And introverts aren't going around telling people how much they hate it. Because they don't like to talk to people. Because they're introverts. (laughs) Right. So, again... I have to talk to you, and I hate talking to you. So, I'm not going to tell you that I hate this. Again, the extrovert oppression continues. What about my human rights, et cetera, et cetera. Wine, wine, cry, cry, ribbon, ribbon, hashtag. (laughs) Uh, So... uh, The difference between uh, my cause and most others is that introverts, we just roll our eyes and get on with our lives. Um, we're going to talk to a former victim of our youth sports culture. Jeez. Is this happening everywhere? I'm I'm telling you, soccer's coming. Certainly at some point we're going to hear about soccer, aren't we? Softball. I hope not. I hope not. But it's now gymnastics, swimming, and volleyball. It absolutely exists. It's just a question of how widespread and how systematic it is. In how soccer. Do you, how do you keep your kids away from that? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sacramento.